Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, I am introducing a brand new type of episode called Blue or False. I asked you guys three different yes or no, agree or disagree, disagreed questions on Twitter and the YouTube community tab. Got a bunch of feedback, bunch of responses. So I'm going to be taking one per segment, reacting to your responses, giving my take and more. Should be a fun episode. Good way to get you guys, the listeners, the watchers involved. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. I've been covering the blues, whether it be writing, tweeting, or podcasting for about five or so years now, so thanks for tuning in. If this isn't your first time tuning into the show, thanks for coming back. Thanks for making Lockdown Blues part of your daily routine, part of your first listen. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Sportsbook, which is the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Now it should be a really fun episode. Um trying to trying to re re rethink some of the segments on this show, make it a little bit more engaging, especially with the season uh going in the direction that it is. And I thought one of the best ways to do that would be fan involvement. So I tweeted out three different polls as well as put the same polls on YouTube and the community tab. Had you guys vote. And I'm going to react to the responses. I haven't really looked at them too much. I'm going to kind of give my live take here on the air um, and more. If you want to participate in a future version of this, make sure you follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Blues or subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can vote on one or the other. You can vote on both sides. But it's interesting. Got some different responses. Um, but let's just jump right into it. Let's jump into the first poll. The first one can Jordan Cairo be the best player on a contending team? Now, there's a couple layers to this poll, obviously. You got to th- consider whether or not is Jordan Cairo the best player on the team now? Will Jordan Cairo be the best player on the team going forward in the future? And can Jordan Cairo, obviously, as the question said, be the best player on a contending team, a team that competes for the Stanley Cup? Got some interesting responses as well as a bit of uh, significant disparity between the YouTube voters and the Twitter voters. Not really sure um, what went into that, but let's let's go into the responses starting with YouTube. On YouTube, you guys voted 27 times. 70% of you said yes, Jordan Cairo can be the best player on a contending team, obviously. If you're good at math, that means 30% of people said no, so almost... Three quarters of people think that Jordan Cairo can be a best player on a contending team. On YouTube, got one reply, um, said, said yes, his speed and skill is what makes him stand out as a player. My second choice would be Binner uh, because his confidence when he is in playoff form skyrockets. If he wants to be the best player on a contender, he has to do it sooner rather than later due to age, that being Binnington. Cairo is still young and developing. I hope he brings a lot of good to this team in the next two to three years. So that kind of sums up the YouTube uh, thoughts on Twitter, however, it was almost the complete opposite. Got seventy-five votes. 
57% of people think, no, Jordan Cairo cannot be the best player on a contending team with 43% of people saying yes. So almost completely flip-flopped um, from what the YouTube voters thought, a little bit more uh, even on this one. One reply from Bruce Wayne, don't think it's Batman, but maybe it is. Uh, he's not our best player, and the answer is no. So he thinks that Jordan Cairo isn't even the best player as of right now, much less the best player moving forward. And Chad said he could be the best goal scorer, yes, but the best player, no. And that's what Chad said is kind of where I fall. I don't know if Jordan Cairo has quite the all-around game to be the best player on a contending team. He could absolutely be the best weapon, the best forward on a contending team. I have no doubt in that in my mind. He is uh, he has scored 30 goals this season. He is an absolutely dynamic player and demands the attention of opposing defenses like nobody else on the Blues. However, what he lacks in defense um, and other aspects of his game could potentially hold him back from being the best player on a contender. However, I think he could absolutely be part of a one-two punch. A bit of a hot take. If Robert Thomas develops a little bit more, I could see him potentially being the best player on a contender. Um, he's obviously less flashy than Jordan Cairo, less exciting than Jordan Cairo. However, you know he possesses the obscene playmaking ability uh, that is second to none on the St. Louis Blues. The way that he can pass the puck is incredible. He possesses a little bit more defensive ability than Jordan Cairo playing at that center position, um, and also you know could develop as a goal scorer as well. I'm not fully in the no Jordan Cairo can't be the best player on a contending team because I think his development will will you know answer that question better than anything else. I think he could get a lot better. He could get better defensively, and then the answer could be yes. But as of right now, the current version of Jordan Cairo, I am in the boat that no, this version of Jordan Cairo cannot be the best player on a contending team. However, moving forward, it's up in the air, and I think the the response has indicated that. You know, it was about 50-50, a little bit a little bit different than 50-50. Um, on Twitter, but when you combine the YouTube votes and the Twitter votes, it was pretty much 50-50. Half the people said yes, half the people said no. I think that is a fair assessment. Now, before I get into the second poll option, I want to tell you guys about today's sponsor, and that is FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line, point scorers, threes drain. Plus, you're feeling spicy. You're feeling like you want to do something a little more fun. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. For example, if I'm looking at you know the Celtics game tonight, I'm looking at maybe you know Jason Tatum bounce-back game for points. Um... Jalen Brown's been rebounding the ball really well. Maybe you take the over on Jalen Brown rebounds, or you can combine it with different games. You know, you don't have to just stick to one sport. You can jump between basketball and the blues and lots of fun stuff you can do. Don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. You can make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, second question. We're getting a little bit more spicy with this one, and the responses were a lot more even between Twitter and YouTube. And this question was, yes or no, agree or disagree, blue or false, 
Colton Pareko has the worst contract on the St. Louis Blues. If you disagree, I wanted you to let me know who you think has the worst contract on the St. Louis Blues. Starting out with the YouTube voters, got 25 votes. 60% of you guys said yes, Colton Pareko does have the worst contract on the St. Louis Blues. 40% of you said no, got a couple replies. Cody said he thinks it's got to be Tory Krug. He has just been a bit disappointing since joining the Blues. He has been hurt, and his stats are mediocre compared to what he was doing in Boston, especially on the power play. Richard Clay says Pareko is a good second-pair guy, still the best defensive defenseman on the team. Krug is the worst contract. I would also argue Falk is worse. And then Blondie Girl says, I say 55, Colton Pareko, but 47, Tori Krug is a close second for me. So that is three people who said either yes or no. That agree that Tory Krug has a pretty rough contract now. As we get into the uh, the Twitter replies as well, you might you might sense a common theme there. Um, on Twitter, asked the same question this time. It got ninety five responses. Fifty six percent of people said yes. Colton Pareko does have the worst contract on the team. Forty four percent of people said no. Just for clarification's sake, Colton Pareko has a six and a half million dollar deal for eight years that I believe kicks in at the start of next season. So. Longer term than guys like Tory Krug or Justin Falk, but for the same amount of money. And the replies on Twitter said Tory Krug or Jordan Binnington, and I love Binner, but God, I hate that contract. Jake says Krug, which is unfortunate because I actually like Tory Krug. I'm interested to see what Army does this offseason with the blue line contracts. Puck time with Pete says Krug and future worst contract Cairo. I don't know how you consider Jordan Cairo having a potential worst contract. He is on pace to score, you know, 35-ish goals this year, looking like a future 40-goal scorer. Um, I disagree with you there, but hey, no hot take is is going to be denied on this show. Um, Gabriel says, Tory Krug has at least Col- Colton Pareko can play, which is fair. Tory Krug has had a fair share of injury concerns. And then Markin St. Louis, St. Louis says, Tiny Krug. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different people that say Tory Krug has the worst contract. And look, I agree. Um, I love Tory Krug. You know, as a as a as a short king myself, as a guy that always played, you know, above his height and and tried to tried to you know be tough out there. Even though I was undersized, I, I really respect what Tory Krug brings to the game and. I loved, you know, being from Massachusetts and kind of watching the Bruins secondhand. I really loved what Tory Krug brought to that team. And when he came over to the St. Louis Blues, I was really, really excited to see him bring that offensive firepower as well as that that kind of sneaky grit that he brings. But as a couple people have said, he's been a little bit disappointing since joining the Blues. And I would tend to agree, whether it be the injuries or just the slight lack of offensive production. I don't think Tory Krug has quite lived up to the potential and you look at his age and the fact that he's going to be, I think, older than 35 when his contract expires or right around 35 when his contract expires, making $6.5 million per year alongside Colton Pareko and Justin Falk at that $6.5 million mark. Um, the fact that he's undersized means his game is not going to age gracefully. Uh, undersized defensemen traditionally have a hard time retaining their skill and their, and their you know, ability when they get older and we're already starting to see that with Tory Krug whether that be his lack of offensive production um, or the fact that he just can't seem to stay healthy it does truly seem like that might be a a one that we see as a buyout candidate down the line uh, before we get too much into Tory Krug talk I mean 
reasons why Pareko, you could argue, has the worst contract is he is getting up there in age, and he does have an eight-year deal that is about to kick in. Um, so he is going to be with the Blues for forever uh, at that $6.5 million mark. Um, and he's been underwhelming. He's been disappointing. Look, I've said a million things about Colton Pareko on this podcast this year about how disappointing he's been and about how he hasn't quite lived up to the potential of the number one defenseman that we thought he would be in that cup run. Um, and, you know, Blues reward him with this big contract extension and he plays just okay. However, um, I do think he has shown some signs lately that he he could potentially return to form. Maybe not as a true elite number one guy, but as a solid, solid defensive defenseman. I think he's had a really good stretch of games lately. Um, and... Besides his back issues, he does stay very healthy for the most part. Um, I mean, I remember there's a play a couple of years ago where he fell on his leg and his leg like bent the wrong way and he missed like two shifts. So Colton Brego is a very durable player, you know, for the time being, at least compared to some of the other defensemen and some of the other players on the roster. So I can't complain too much about that. Um, and six and a half million dollars for a guy that a defenseman that's going to be in your top four and play consistent minutes and play solid. Like I don't think Colton Briggo's ever really been a liability out there. There has been times where he's struggled with turnovers and has been a little bit weak on the puck for his size. But overall, I mean, I think Colton Briggo's a solid player and maybe he's making a million more than you would like on that new contract. But I, I think it's a justifiable contract. And when the cap hopefully goes up in a little bit, you know, it's, it's uh, expects to only go up like a million or so this off season. So not a lot of wiggle room there, but the cap is probably going to hit a big bump in the coming years when uh, the league sort of recoups some of that loss from the pandemic and stuff. And that Colton Brico contract will be not an issue at all because he'll be in the lineup. He'll be consistent. However, with Tory Krug, I wouldn't be surprised to see him be a buyout candidate in the years coming forward. His game just isn't one that I think will age too finely. He's already dealing with a ton, a ton of injury troubles with the St. Louis Blues. He hasn't been in the lineup consistently in a very long time. And when he is in the lineup, it's disappointing. It's underwhelming. Um, so, yeah, I I would, would agree with most of the, the replies uh, on that question with that Tory Krug is unfortunately currently the worst contract on the St. Louis Blues, not to mention the no-trade clause. Um, Colton Brego has one as well, obviously, but I think it would be a lot easier to move a guy like Colton Brego than a guy like Tory Krug, but only time will tell. Maybe Krug will have a bounce back year next year, and I'll look silly. But that being said, got one final question to go over, and it's a it's it's a big one. It's an exciting one. It means a lot for the future. But before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Built Bar. If you've listened to like any episode of the show over the last few years, you've probably heard me talk about Built Bar, and that's for good reason. They're absolutely delicious. They're tasty. They taste like a candy bar, and best part is they're good for you. What makes Bilt Bar so good, you might ask? First of all, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. None of, none of that artificial stuff that, that you can tell tastes a little off. Real chocolate, delicious, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I honestly don't know how Bilt does it, but the bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. You, you pick one up, you flip it around, you look at the back, and your mind will be blown. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, a whopping 17 grams of protein, and now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. I've mentioned Built.com so many times, I hear it in my sleep. But now, you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right, head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, 
grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you live near Sam's Club, you get yourself a membership. Run in and grab yourself a 13 bar box, a nice baker's dozen. Hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can bank me later. Built.com, Walmart, Sam's Club. Don't miss out. And I'll be right back to wrap up today's episode with one final blue or false. All right, blue or false question three. Remember, if you want to participate in a future edition of blue or false, we'll probably do these once a week. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Blues or subscribe to the YouTube channel and check out the community tab. You can vote there. You can reply there. As you notice, I've read every reply and I'm going to continue to do that until maybe I get too big and famous and I get a million replies a uh, uh, post. But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So. The final question, blue or false? The Blues are close enough to competitiveness in the West that they should trade their extra firsts, being from the New York Rangers slash Dallas Stars or Toronto Maple Leafs, at this year's draft for an instant upgrade. And that has been a, a hot take amongst Blues Twitter for a couple weeks now, especially around the deadline. And a little bit of disparity again, uh, between the YouTube voters and the Twitter voters, starting with YouTube, got 24 votes and 88% of you, a whopping majority, said no, use the picks to draft players. Only 12% of you saying yes, got one reply. Um, Blondie Girl says, I would take advantage of this season having a high draft pick. I would love to get eight or nine in the pick because rumors are they are both defensemen and that is something the Blues need. As much as Bedard would be nice, we are too good for him. Defensemen don't come up as much in the draft, so anything we can get would be an upgrade to the team. And the other two draft picks would be great for our offense to continue to grow. I agree. I think that is a perfect take, um, especially around about that eight or nine pick range. Uh, on Twitter, it was a little bit closer. It got 65 votes with 66, exactly two-thirds of you uh, voting disagree. They should keep their picks. 34%. Or 33.3333333% saying you agree. They should trade their picks. Only one reply. Mark in St. Louis. St. Louis says, depends on the upgrade. If a number one D-man, sure. If a top nine forward, no. Look, uh, I've talked about this a lot. You know my take. Um, I would love, love, love to see the Blues keep their three picks and, and use them to draft players or use them to potentially move up like let's say they end up around pick eight they want to move into the top five i could totally see that happening if they package their three first round picks um there's a reason why they didn't trade those picks to the deadline for a guy like timo meyer or jacob chickering who i mean jacob chickering had a very very small return compared to what people were expecting uh and you know some of the returns around the nhl weren't that big either that being said i think the blues are going to i, I could totally see them doing either depending on who's available at the draft, depending on what picks they end up getting. Like if the Blues get lucky and they vault into the top five somehow, whether it be through struggling the rest of the season or winning a draft lottery, um, I could see them being more likely to trade those deeper picks uh, as they're more confident with getting like an absolute stud early in the draft. Um, but I really think it comes down to what happens with the defense. Um the, the defensive contracts on the St. Louis Blues are atrocious right now, and there is no wiggle room, you know. So the only way I could see them training for a number one defenseman with those picks, like um, the commenter said, is if they're able to move on from another defenseman because they can't bring in a fifth defenseman making over $5 million. That would just be way too much money 
for a defensive core that isn't that good. Like I said, I would like to see them keep the picks and, and draft some studs because this upcoming draft is incredibly deep. There is a ton of talent, not just in the top 10 where the Blues will likely be, but also later in the draft in the late 20s, there's some incredible talent as well. I think if the Blues play their cards right, they could really, really shorten this rebuild, whether it be picking players or trading pick, trading those picks. Either way, I'm really, really excited. But that is all the time I have for you guys today. Thank you all to everybody who voted in the poll, everyone who left replies. This was a really fun episode. Like I said, if you want to do this in the future, follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Blues or on YouTube at Lockdown Blues as well in the community tab. There'll be polls probably once a week, like I said. I read all the replies, all that fun stuff. Great time. Uh, thanks for listening. Make sure you check the show out on Twitter and Instagram. Like I said, at Lockdown Blues. You can check me out on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thanks for listening. As always, let's go Blues.